Gum just fell out of my mouth. Why are you saying get comfortable, Chili? Just strap in. We got Amy coming on the podcast, man. She sent me a message. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. All right. I really am. I want to hear her story. I'm going to try to. I'm calling her right now. It's ringing. That's a good sign. Hello? Hey, Amy. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. We're happy to have you on the 307 podcast. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to come oh, I'm excited. and hang out with us, man. I get to I get to have you on my podcast now. I know this is awesome. Honestly, it really is. It's a little bit surreal. I was actually just listening to your episode with Eli Crane this morning on my walk. That is so cool, man. Well, how you doing, sis? I'm doing good. I actually just got done with um, some high dose vitamin C IV to help fight this cancer. So I'm, you know, I'm hanging in there. My when I had you on, I was getting ready for my um, lung surgery and had had some, you know, good news and ended up having really honestly that was a miracle, amazing news. I didn't end up having to have the surgery and it had shrunk, but unfortunately, in the last um, couple months, it it's come back and it's spread. So I'm back on the chemo and back on and really honestly what's kind of striked up our conversation was you know the the donor list but you know back on all the you know relying on big pharma to to save me <laughs> yeah yeah I, I know a lot has changed since since we last talked and um, I'll tell you what you are just such an amazing human being and to see you uh in the life you're living and your smiling face and the the activity level and the fitness that you maintain throughout this battle that you're that that you're fighting now it's just it's unbelievable man it is it is unbelievable you are you're an inspiration to me oh. and, and I hope thousands of other people oh gosh well I'm um, you know I watch people like you and um, David Goggins and I mean just anybody that's mindset related. I mean, you know this already that your, your body's capable of so much more. And I try to portray that to people and how much it's, it's your mind. It really is. I mean, you can take two people that are battling the same diagnosis, even on the same medications. And, and, you know, I always wondered why is it that some people thrive and, and others don't. And so I kind of just became obsessed with that, you know, mm-hmm. and even down to little daily cues, getting ready for the day, putting, you know, if you're, if you work out, put your workout clothes on, you know, things that will push you and propel you mm. in, in the right way. Yeah. Getting ahead of it. I, I love that, man. I, I meant to tell you too, Amy, I've got my hand chilly here on the podcast with me and also my, uh, my brother, Blake, they're sitting here. They have oh, a set of awesome. Say hello guys. Yeah. How you doing, Amy? Good. I feel like I know both of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> can you, can you hear them, Amy? I just heard of yes. Okay. Yeah, we're so happy. I'm so glad I get to hear your story. Well, this is. I feel really, really lucky now. I mean, I, I the fact that I mean, with Chili, the fact that you wanted to bring him into your circle of like, okay, I got to start following this dude because if if Chad is already saying this dude is someone he needs to have in his circle, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta follow the method to the madness <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard to track old chili down and you know some people like him some people don't we love him around here <laughs> yeah i'm real i'm real divisive <laughs> <laughs> um amy did you guys make it back down to the state or did you guys make it to the states are you guys living in the, in the u.s now yeah 
Yeah, I left uh, December 23rd. Yeah. It was just pretty crazy. I mean, when we were leaving Canada, they were on their second lockdown. And so, uh, you know, they were starting to become, you know, stricter in certain, you know, cities and, and regions where they would stop you and ask you where you're going. So, you know, being American and um, having that opportunity to come back, we came down to Florida. And then my husband joined me with the other half um, in May. And so we've been here since, you know, May. And uh, it's, I mean, it's been great to be back, although there's a lot of chaos down here too. But, you know, we kind of are just, it's, it's like moving. And, you know, we know that it seems, you know, somewhat inevitable in a lot of places. And so that's why we thought, well, Florida's the next best place to go that will probably be the longest <laughs> freedom fighting place. Yeah. Yeah. Florida, I, I, Florida is a great state right now, at least from my perspective. I don't live there, but from, from what I see coming down the pipe from the leadership of the state, looks like an awesome yeah. place to be. So awesome choice, man. And I have actually, over the last, I don't know, probably six months, I have had a, a quite a large Canadian following online, and, and they are becoming very vocal and it seems yes. that they reach out to me on a regular basis. And um, uh, I just, I don't know what the climate's like up there, but uh, it seems like it's, it seems like there's a bunch of great people up there. Um, they're, yes. they're just going through some tough times. So, yeah, it's that cognitive dissonance, right? I mean, you know, for, for my husband, you know, growing up in Canada, I mean, they did their part in terms of educating him and that he felt he felt like Canada's the best place ever. You know, well, we, we, we joked about that when we, you know, dated and cause I, I come from, you know, my, my grandpa was uh, in the U S house of representatives. So I was around a political family and that I took a lot of pride in, you know, the United States. And then I was married to a military submariner for 15 years. So we used to, that used to be our banter that he always thought it was better. And then, I remember when I got cancer, you know, he's like, you want to come up here because universal health care is better, but he'd never been sick. He's a really healthy person. Mm -hmm. And so when I got up to Canada and we saw what the system was like, it was very hard, that cognitive dissonance. It was like, he felt like he'd been so betrayed because, you know, you've paid taxes into something all your life. You think it's the best ever. And then you start to see it kind of unfold. And so over the last, you know, couple of years, he's really followed a lot of things. And now he's, you know, it, it, it's sad. He felt like it was like a breakup, you know, because it's all he ever knew. And coming down here, even though it's just across the border, it is, it, it, it's still a lot when you've just been raised a certain way. I mean, I grew up in a, in a hometown where we were very patriotic. I mean, I did the Pledge of Allegiance every day. I memorized the preamble. Like I knew all that stuff, you know? So nowadays no one even knows that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, there's so much that we could and Chili Blake, you guys jump in whenever you if, whenever you have a question for uh, Amy. But it's kind of what sparked this this conversation or this opportunity for us to to get to speak to you, Amy. Is like, dude, we could do a whole podcast on fitness, your journey, um, and all the uh, just amazing things that you have done and that you are still doing. But what really struck me, and I think prompted this specific conversation, was I was going through some some days there where I was struggling, Amy, with what what is appropriate for me in term and in, in terms of 
how how do I as a, as a you know a leader to some and um, and God's given me this platform. What is appropriate for me to come out and comment on? And it's always, I struggle so hard to comment a lot of times on worldly issues because in reality, at the end, the very end of it all, none of this, they can kill us and we still win. We are coming back. So it's like, I struggle so hard in my own life with like, how do I comment on these worldly issues? And I think people have, have some expectations in a way to at least know where, where I, or we stand. And, um, and then when you sent me that message, Amy, I said, you know what? I cannot remain apathetic on this situation right now, because although I'm in a position in my life, where the the mandates, the things that are happening are not affecting me directly. I see it. They're, they're not affecting me. And right. I, I mean, directly. Chili's, Chili's shaking his head right now. They, they affect me in minor ways, but not right. a, a major way. And so, uh, you know, I, I think I, I when you sent me that message, it just, it rocked me, man. It rocked it, it, me. It brought to me, I mean, I, I'm a positive, I mean, I'm just by default always a positive person that I try not to let fear get in the way because I know that, you know, if we have fear, I mean, I'm like you, I know in the end God wins. I'm, I mean, I know it, I'm saved, I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed by that and that gives me a lot of peace and comfort. But it's more about for my family, you know, and, and just the principle. So me, just to kind of give you a little, you know, people wondering, so I've had, Stage four non-small cell cancer now for over seven years, almost eight years now, on and off. We have invested financially over $2 million in keeping me here. So, I, And I'm someone, I, I grew up Mormon. So I'm telling you now, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, you know, I, none of that. You know, um, I lost 100 pounds in my 20s. I'm really, really, you know, intentional about taking care of myself. When I got cancer, my whole world was rocked and just opened up to big pharma and just, you know, all of that the control that they have just, you know, with that. Well, and then when all this started happening with the vaccines and, you know, I'm all about, Hey, it's your choice. Like that is the power of being free in the United States. And, you know, I, I believe in, in the power of choice, you know, my, my 23 year old, he decided to get the vaccine. And you know what? I, I, I said, Hey, that's, that's your choice. You know, my 18 year old shouldn't want it. I'm like, that's your choice, you know, but for me, it was the final straw was well one I started to get a little bit of fear when I got re-diagnosed I realized that a lot of these hospitals are now starting to turn away some of the unvaccinated right and I said to my husband I I mean I I I was crying I'm like I'm I'm a little bit worried and I've never been worried that I'm not going to get the care that I need because the first question they're asking me when I'm showing up is this now let's just back up. My oncologist has suggested that I not get it. I've been on too many medications that can already cause some heart issues that he's, he's on the class action lawsuit in in Texas right now fighting for these doctors and nurses that are being fired. So he's like, I, I don't, there's not enough data. I don't want you getting it. So I didn't. And uh, so lo and behold, I, I get a letter in the mail that I'm facing losing my spot on the kidney organ donor list if I don't get vaccinated. And I was shocked. Like I couldn't believe, you know, I, I actually reached out to a couple other people that are very public about, 
things like this. And I'm like, have you, is this legit? Is it a law? Is it a mandate? Like, I mean, am I supposed to just be scared into this? Like what's going on here? You know? Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. We're hearing stories left and right where, you know, this is becoming the carrot that they're dangling, which then makes me question everything even more. Right. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent, Amy. And, and your, your views are so in alignment with, with mine, I'll speak for for myself here, Amy. It's like we just had a family member recently, uh, a couple family members that chose to be vaccinated, and um, I I think that there was almost a sense with them. There was a sense of of uh, I don't know. I don't want to say shame, but hesitation because they were wondering what I was going to think of them for getting vaccinated, and I'm like, no. You guys got this all wrong. If 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 that that is your choice, man, exactly. I ha- I have nothing against this vaccine. It can be a wonderful thing, I think, for certain people. For I, you know, I don't. I'm not a scientist, but look, if you choose to have this done, that's great. Good yep. for you. No no judgment. Um, I, I'm never going to question you on that, on your decision. That is your decision. So totally in alignment with what you're saying. Well, if you, if you pass judgment on someone who chooses to get it and you say, I'm not getting it, (laughs) then you're doing no different than the people that are saying you have to get it. And if you don't, then you're this way. So that's the only way to approach it is to say, Hey, it's your choice. I'm not going to force you to get it or or not to get it. And I'm not going to have judgment on you either way. Exactly. And I think that's why I kind of hesitated, to be honest, to be so vocal, probably, you know, similar to you in that, listen, I don't want to hate on another, the other, you know, we call it the other side or whatever that side may be, because that just alienates them as well. You know, my, my, my stance is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fearing my freedom. I'm fearing that I'm not going to have the right or the the freedom to go to church. You know, I have, we, we have an employee that lives in Australia and she, um, she's, if she doesn't get vaccinated, she can't go to church anymore. Like that's, that's sad times for me. Like that's her one weekly thing that she really, she, she enjoys that. She likes to go worship and she never thought in her wildest dreams that this would be happening, you know? So it, it is about our freedoms at this point. I'm like you, I had been very hesitant, but I do have a, a platform. I mean, not nearly as big as some people like, you know, Andy Frizzella or yourself, but if, you know, it, it's about getting it out there because I do feel like if we don't, band together you know um we can see us lose all of this well amy i've got a question for you um you know a lot of the the pro get this vaccine argument has been centered around we need to get it for other people so say so say you know okay you may be a healthy 22 year old like me um and, and, you know, you don't want to get it, but you should get it for other people um, in order to help keep them safe and everything else. But <laughs> I don't understand how there's logic in that, because if the vaccine works, it would protect the people that got it. Right. I mean, totally. And and, if, and, and not to mention, it's called personal responsibility. I mean, I'm a high risk person. I already knew that. Right. I knew that this last year and a half. And you know what? Then it's my personal responsibility not to go into big crowds. It's like flu season. I mean, I've dealt with this for eight years when it is flu season. 
You know, my doctor reminds me, Amy, wash your hands a lot if you're going out. Now, he used to, it's funny, he used to have me wear a mask back in the day. And he, he finally said to me, because it was like last year, he's like, I don't want you wearing a mask anymore. I think there's just more harm than good, especially now with people reusing them. But what he said to me, he goes, the reason why I used to like you to wear a mask, Amy, is it brings awareness to yourself that you are fragile. Mm-hmm. And you need to be reminding to wash your hands. And you need to be not too close to people when it's flu season. And so I kind of just adopted that when I came here in that if, you know what, if you're high risk, stay home, don't go to Target, don't go, you know, don't go out. Yeah. No. And I, and I totally get the, uh, the argument with people that maybe live by themselves. They, they have no one to help do those things for them, you know, and they are, uh, they are vulnerable, but, uh, but to me, it all comes back to, you know, we have to, to, to take care of ourselves and, and that doesn't mean we don't think about others or try to take care of others, but I, I can't figure out the logic in getting a vaccine for somebody else. That's just right. not how they work. No, well, not at all. And I think that's the, that's the psychological warfare. You know, when you realize that this is to, to kind of guilt you as well, right? I mean, I've had right. people like, you need to do it for others. This isn't for you, Amy. Do the noble thing, right? <laughs> and then people that have strong core values in, in strong characteristic traits that pulls at them, right? Because yeah. I'm a team, I'm a team builder. I I don't want to hurt people, you yeah. know? Yeah, me neither, but <laughs> I just don't understand the logic in that. And yeah, I just wanted to get your take on it um, because, you know, if anybody's high risk right now with, with any kind of thing, it would be someone battling cancer, um, totally. you know? So totally. it's, it's not like any of anybody doesn't want to protect you, but I don't, I just, I think that's faulty logic. And like you said, it's just a psychological warfare um, that is, that is being used. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why well, and let's that's, not even let's look at all the people that get COVID. I mean, I had COVID already. So, uh, I mean, my, I mean, I had it about gosh, it's been six weeks now. Now I did have it for, it was a rough three and a half weeks, but you know, we took the zinc and vitamin C and, vitamin D and did all those things. And, and I, I came out on the other side and then my doctor's like even more reason not to get it. Now you have the natural immunity. Why would you even yeah. consider it at this point? Right. Well, yeah. the, really that they sent you that letter. I mean, that really just ticks me off to be honest. I'm going to tell you, man, it, it met when Amy, when you sent me your message, I'm telling you, man, it, it, it changed me. It changed me. I'm so thankful that you sent me that. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Blake. No, go ahead. It just, it ticks me off that they are capitalizing on people's weaknesses or requirements or needs that they have and say, well, we know we can get old Amy here. She's got to have this treatment. So let's say if uh, we're going to take it from her if she don't get the vaccine. I mean, that's evil. That's evil to say that you're going to take something that somebody has to have to get better away from them if they don't get this thing, that can show you you cannot apply logic to any of this vaccine stuff. You'll rack your brain saying, this doesn't make sense. Why would it? This because there's something else going on we don't get or we don't yep. see or that some people don't see. Maybe some do, some don't. But you can't apply logic to it. And if you can't see that when, when they're preying on people like that, I mean... <laughs> That says it all. That's what we've always said. You can't apply logic when there's an another agenda. When there yeah, is another totally. agenda behind it that's not in alignment with your 
with yeah. you or, or any of your values. So, yep. Well, that was it. I mean, yesterday it just triggered me. I ended up sharing it. It was like it said, you know, Biden, Biden administration is there. None of the White House staff has to get it. Um, and their staff members. So none of them are mandated to get it. Meanwhile, I'm not going to be able to get a kidney because of it. So now we're, we're, mm. we're putting people in classes of more important, right? And this has been going to cause more um, division. I mean, luckily, I'm a very loving, you know, person from the core. But that could make someone really angry, bitter, separate. You just, you know what I mean? Now you're really starting to hate, I hate to use that word, but hate the quote unquote other side, right? Which doesn't get us anywhere either. Well, I'm real loving and even kill too, but if... <laughs> My fam, if someone told my family that in my presence, I would likely punch them right in the face. I would be so mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be it's, hard it not to. Mean, gosh, that. I mean. uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, Amy is our sister in Christ. Yeah. Like I care. She is our family, and <laughs> and that's why it. It, it really. Or I know I've said it. Corner. I know I've said it ten times, but man, I'm so glad you reached out to me because these are the stories that that we need to hear. This is the perspective from from Amy. I knew she was going to bring common sense into this equation, and she is currently faced with this really dynamic situation that we're not faced yeah. with. And I said earlier that we're in a position right now in our lives because we're business owners, we're healthy. Um, everything is going good where this isn't affecting us directly. Well, that could change today. Yeah. That could change today for me. Exactly. I mean, we live out, you know, we live out now in the, we bought a place. It's like, it's in a farm. So we got like seven acres. So I I don't, we own our own business online, so I don't have to be bothered by it. So this was definitely a rocking point. You know, I'm like, wow, now I'm reliant on, hospitals and things what if i show up and they don't you know treat me or even just the mistreatment i mean they may treat you but they're not happy about it they're looking at you like you're the leper you know like worthy worthy others you know and that doesn't feel good either yeah well i i I have to i don't know where you're at in in the process like within within your own mind but like do you have you thought about any 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 solutions have you thought about anything that you think that we could do to help people that are in your situation i mean has this come up in your mind and if not if it's too soon that's fine too because i know this is a this is this is this is all happened pretty quickly i think now it's you know finding out like what we can do at say just a state level first, finding out who your, you know, representatives and and Congress are, sending them letters. I mean, unfortunately things move fast. You know, I have, I think until mid October, um, I'm, I'm not going to, um, you know, really honestly, even just on, on principle alone and, and just my beliefs. And I mean, you know, that's something that I have to, to live with, but it also makes me want to fast track, you know, just making a difference and, and talking to others because, you know, we need to get the numbers up. We need to have more people that are outspoken because the numbers will, will help. I mean, it just will, if there's just more and more of it, but you know, we can't rely anymore on the media because that would have been the first thing in the past I would have honestly done because, you know, when my, um, he's my ex-husband now, but we're great friends. When my husband was getting out of the military, they were going to medically discharge him. And I remember freaking out because he'd been in 16 years and I'm like, 
they're the ones that, have, you know, he'd had some back issues and they put him through surgeries that really jacked him up. Right. And I'm like, they're just going to discharge you. You're not going to get, you didn't want to get out. And so I threatened, I said, I'm going to the media. I will go, I will do whatever to get this story out because you are not taking care of your military members. And lo and behold, the night before the appeal in, in Washington, DC, they reversed it, considered him 90% disabled and gave him his retirement. Mm. So I know that our voices can make a difference. But, you know, it's like, you know, I listened to Andy and Andy Frizzella has been way more vocal about it, you know, in most recent times. We, we have to. And, but I think in a way that doesn't offend either, because that's mm-hmm. not going to help your case. No, you're not going to convince someone at this point that's already had the vaccine. And, and in fact, I wish I could find the article that I had that it talks about how what it does to you psychologically when you've already done something that you can't undo. It's like you can't. There's like something in your brain that can't register that it's, you know, like regret, right? And you're not going to really necessarily admit that. Not saying that people are in that that situation, but I think we need to focus more on, listen, we need to have the power of choice here. Yes. Because this is, you know, it's not about being vaccinated or unvaccinated. I mean, 90% of my family on my side has gotten it. And that's okay. I mean, I want to be able to have conversations i don't want this to become something that breaks us apart this is where i think about the bible where it's like children will turn against their parents and parents against their children we're seeing it wow yeah come on sis yeah i mean well really you just hit it at the very end i mean first of all that was all perfect but literally somehow what we can do when we're talking to people and making our voices heard is somehow i mean you're not going to convince people of i guess anything but somehow you have to convince people that it's not about being anti-vaccine. It's about being anti-vaccine mandate. And exactly somehow we have to, I think explain and work through it logically. Like, like, like you talked about earlier, it's not to protect other people. I mean, that's really not how this works. So, you know, why, why mandate it to, to be able to go buy groceries or to be able to get the treatment that you need? I mean, it, golly, it's getting me fired up thinking about it even more because yeah, yeah, somehow, somehow uh, us in this position have to counter that narrative better than we're currently doing. Yeah. I, I agree. And we're, we're, you know, I mean, I've just got invited into a, it was like a, a women's Christian group that they were like, listen, we're going to start some underground work, meaning like we want to find a way to get these messages out in in a positive way because it's not going to work the way that it's been going. Everyone's just fighting. People yep. get offended. I mean, it, it, it doesn't work, you know, and I mean, I think that's why I've always loved you, Chad, in that you're really respectful in the way that you, you talk about things. And, and that's important because it's people are in extremely low places. One, a lot of them don't, I mean, you see the evil in the world is so bad, so we already don't, a lot of people don't have God, they don't have these, these things with them, you know, I've, I've got, I've got a lot of help, you know, internally with God with me, and they don't have it, so you've got a lot of hate, a lot of anger, and it's just, you know, it's not the way that it's going to, to help, it, in fact, it just turns them off more, and then it causes fights, and then that even breaks down your opportunity to ever witness to them, mm-hmm. right, because that's our ultimate goal. I mean, that was one of the reasons we moved to Florida was we were like, we, we want to find out where the revivals are going to be. And that's what we want to be a part of. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, you said something a few minutes ago about like what we can do, how we can 
help and and you talked about getting the message out there and that that's real interesting because I think a lot of times we think these higher like governmental authorities or people like their minds can't be changed or or think you know but God's mind can't be changed like you're not going to change God's mind about what's happening and maybe that's where right. some of that thought comes from but it, anybody regardless whether they're the top authority or the bottom they're still human and they still have feelings and you can still change people's mind i mean for some people it's different i mean look at paul in the bible he went from saul killing christians to paul out preaching the gospel and that transition happened through jesus so you can still change people's mind and bring these things up and it's not i think it's easy to think like well I mean, what's done is done. It, this is kind of in vain for me to just bring awareness to this or, or voice my side of the thing because it's not going to make a difference. But humans are right. still humans, and they still can. As bad as people are, I think that there's always room for someone to change and then see the flip side and have compassion and see, well, crap, man, this is... Well, you're, you're on to something there, Blake. And that example of Paul... Of Saul to Paul to Paul, what that was is, in and, and from my perspective, what you're talking about here is not necessarily changing someone's mind, but changing their heart. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's right. So I I I really love that man, and so I think that is the key. Yeah, and, and why I'm so hesitant to make comments on worldly issues is because I know, Amy knows, Blake knows, Chili knows, the only solution to to get people to have the 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 compassion, the the understanding, the uh, literally to desire freedom is to change their heart, not their simple mm-hmm. human mind, right. not their logical understanding right. uh, of what is happening. But Blake, exactly. sa- Blake says we can change each other's mind. I totally agree with that. You know why? Because we possess the gospel. We possess the sword, yeah. uh, God's word. Yeah, it's and, not us doing and, it. And by using that and sharing that, yep. th- then the person's heart is changed through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And then they see everything through a whole new lens. And that is the only solution. Totally. And I think that's why I've been pulled because, you know, like for years I wondered, you know, when I've been battling for so long, I thought, okay, my mission is going to be that I'm going to talk about mindset. I'm going to talk about, you know, being hardcore and, you know, you can do anything. And, you know, MD Anderson has me do stuff like that. And that's awesome. But when I got this letter, it was crazy. I thought, no, not at all. This is going to be me sharing my story because there's a lot of people that know my story and have empathy for the story that that's going to help. Let them see, like, listen, it's people like me that are going to really suffer. That is that what you want? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with the government deciding that all based on this vaccine? You know what I mean? And because, you know, I, I had some messages from the post I, I posted on my stories yesterday. They're like, wow, I had no idea. You know what I mean? Like, they don't realize. They're just watching maybe mainstream media or you know whatever listening to their friends they, they don't understand the depths of what will happen with say a mandate and what this can do to yep. to our freedom yeah 
I, I didn't even have an understanding of it. <laughs> That's why your story is so powerful. Well, yeah, I mean the 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 mandate like that. That's another thing about the majority of people, or, or I don't even like talking percentages. Everyone wants to throw out all oh, this percentage believes this. I don't know what it is, but I know people are very split, and the there is a huge faction of people that they they don't desire freedom anymore, right. seemingly. And I'm very co- I know. confused by that. And, and I think uh, I think somehow changing that part of their mindset would be huge as well. And I don't know how to do that either. <laughs> because well, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you. Well, I want to know, I Amy. A, <laughs> I have a daughter. So my 18-year-old, hopefully she doesn't get upset that I share this. But when we moved down here in December, you know, I could tell she was very much on the other side. You know, growing up, meaning other side of just everything. Like, um, you know, not really wanting to even go to church and, not, you know, wanting all our freedoms and almost like not pro-socialism, but they kind of teach that in school that you feel bad for, like it should be equal, right? And then when we got down here, it was just me and my two girls by ourselves for six months. And so those six months, she was around me and I, it was not me teaching. It was me setting examples. I would turn on podcasts that I'd let her listen to and things like that, where over this time, it has completely changed her to the point that yesterday, so she's up in Canada right now for three weeks visiting, and she called me, she FaceTimed me actually, she goes, Mom, I'm in Toronto right now, and they're having a huge, you know, rally right now, it's, an, it's a, you know, a, the masks and mandates and lockdowns, like, and so much that, and, and she's usually a quiet person, well, she got off the phone with me, and then the lady that had, like, the megaphone that was yelling, she maybe went over to her and told her my story. And the lady said, you need to get up on the stage right now and share the story. And my daughter did it, which blew me away because this is an 18 year old that doesn't want to rock the boat because that's, that's, that's the hard thing with our youth right now. There's so much pressure with social media that, you know, it's even like back down to the black lives matter box that you had to post. If you didn't do that, you were a racist. Right. And if you didn't do this, you were that. And so she's really felt struggling in that box. And, when you don't have your own voice and you really haven't had enough conviction for yourself, you kind of just flow with everybody else. Right. And so I've watched her really, you know, grow over these last six months. And it is, it's our, it's our examples. It's us continuing to share it in a, in a loving way. Like I, I had to slowly ease her into it because at first she thought we were crazy. I mean, when we said we were moving down here. She thought it was crazy because she didn't see how Canada could ever be going in that way. And, you know, now it's starting to unfold. And luckily, her cognitive dissonance isn't blocking her from, you know, being open to it. And, um, you know, she's lost a couple friends over it. And, you know, it's that that's the hard thing, too, for our youth. Because I'm, I'm afraid for this younger generation. Because I feel like they've, I mean, we've, you know, wussified um, a lot of Amen. <laughs> their their upbringing and you know um they don't know how to really work hard they don't know how to have like the the, the toughness the grit all of the things that i'm trying to teach my kids that they don't have and so that those are the ones that we really need to to help change because they're turning against their parents and then i see a lot of parents caving I, i see it with christianity all the time i mean it's like you know things from the bible why are you now suddenly saying that's not true right yep Mm. I'll tell you what, Amy, uh, you know, after uh, we, we don't know each other well. And, you know, I, uh, you, you interviewed me on your show and I, I'm just coming, I'm just starting to realize it. Uh, 
no, I I should have been the one interviewing you because you are an <laughs> anointed uh, child of God, and you are so well spoken and articulate and courageous and so many things you have so many things that just stand out to me uh i'm just so oh, glad well, we had you. this conversation man it, i'm 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 so humbled that you you had me and honestly i mean i knew that we a lot i mean i sent you that video that, that day very scared but really wanting to like be courageous to be like i want you to come on my podcast and <laughs> i mean who knew what that would um you know lead to but then it was it was your conviction honestly i remember and it's a really great thing that Ed Milet once said, he says, I don't need you to believe me. I need you to believe that I believe what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's the key. Cause that's the transfer of energy. Like people don't have to. And when I listened to you tell your story, I knew you believed yourself. And I knew that people that whether they are a Christ follower or not would know just based on your conviction that you, you believed it. And that is, so powerful and we need more of that today we need more people that are willing to stand in their faith i mean i've been scared the last couple of months admittedly and i'm like i can't it's pulling at me too much now that i i mean i can't be quiet any longer well we're gonna blast this out as far as we can blast it out because it's just a beautiful beautiful perspective um, do you have anything else that's on your heart that you would like to share, Amy, whatever it may be in Blake and Chili, I'll let you guys, any, anything you guys have to follow up. You know, if, if you're dealing with stress or anxiety right now, or you're feeling like you're in a low place, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's the time for you to, to share. It is, it's the time, you know, if you're listening right now and you're like, this is pulling at me, but I don't want to rock the boat. It's, it's time to rock the boat. I mean, this is, this is the time. I mean, even though we have a lot of peace and faith in knowing what happens in the end, and I think that that's a beautiful gift that we all have, there's a lot of people that don't have that. And, you know, time's ticking. I, I, I don't want to leave those people behind. You know, I want them to have what we have. Yep, that's a good point, Amy. And, and it's also not an excuse to sit by and do nothing. To know that you win in the end doesn't mean that you get to sit by and do nothing and wait till you die and go to heaven and everything's good. You got to do your job while you're here. And I just want to say thanks for coming on the show. This is a great eye opener for me personally and just provides great perspective. And because like Chad said, we, we had this conversation yesterday that we're not really affected. And I said, but we could easily be in her same shoes tomorrow. Nobody is exempt from any of that. And so if you are listening and, and you are not affected by it, that is not also not an excuse to stand by and do nothing because there are brothers and sisters out here that are being affected in this way and this this significant of a way. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was hmm. just, a, just a great eye-opener for me. So thank you for taking the time out to come on. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah, well, the time to be quiet is now. You've just heard it heard it here first and it's it the, the powerful voices like amy that are refusing to talk are, are gonna make this worse and, and make yep. it, so thank you so much uh for sharing this story for being bold um you know i don't take it for granted that you're courageous enough to to share it and and, uh, and to be a part of helping 
<laughs> this nation. I mean, that's literally what it is. It, it, speaking right now about these issues is literally helping the survival of this nation. And I'm grateful for you for doing that. Oh, well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And I'm really, I'm really thankful that, Hey, I listened to that podcast that one day. And then, you know, just the other day listening to execute, 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 which I will say by far one of the best ones you've done, Chad. And I, uh, I hope that more people, you know, wake up and, and, and listen to these things and feel inspired and pushed to, to share. Hey, Amy, do you mind if I pray for you? Oh, I'd love it. All right. So Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, um, I thank you for putting Amy in our lives. Uh, I thank you for who you created her to be. Uh, I thank you for sustaining her, for loving her, uh, Father, and I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to anoint her and strengthen her and build her courage and her faith and her knowledge of your word and your will for what you created her to be. Lord Jesus, bless her family, her children. And I pray that all that she would put her hands to would prosper. And Lord Jesus, in the midst of whatever she faces in the future, Lord, I pray that you would just lift her up and that you would give her peace and understanding, Father. Lord, we are nothing without you. We thank you for bringing us together in these times, in these days, for the testimonies that you've given us. And Father, most of all, for dying on the cross for us, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. And Father, for loving all of us, though we do not deserve your love. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we bless your name above all names. May your kingdom come and may your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And we pray all these things in unison, and we lift up our voices to you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Chad. Thank you, and sis. thank you, guys. I'm so happy I got the whole crew. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way. It was very, very powerful, Amy. And uh, I, real quick, just shout out to everybody where they can find you, follow you, support you, listen to your podcast, uh, whatever you want to share. Um, please put that out there. Great. Okay, well, on Instagram, I'm Amy underscore Ledeen. It sounds like Ledin, L-E-D-I-N. And then my podcast is called EFIT, and it stands for Faith, Family, Fitness, Forgiveness, Food, and Formula. And uh, those are my two places that I like to play the most, you know, so come find me there. Awesome. Perfect. All right, Amy. We'll stay in touch, please. All right. Take care. All right. Love you, sis. Love you. All right. What did you guys think about that, son? <laughs> that was powerful. Yeah, powerful woman right there, right? Yeah, she said thanks for having the whole crew. I had to be here for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's the kind of conversations that we've been needing to have. There's a lot of people that, that are scared to have those conversations, don't think it's – I mean, you, you've talked about it with me, you know? I, I, like, I don't – there's this line between when you're just sharing your opinion and you feel led to talk about certain things and share certain stories, man. It's like, 
some of these stuff about even the mandates and stuff, yes, those are our opinions. I mean, it, but like, it's bigger than that. And we're not trying to force anybody to do anything. We're just trying to give our reasoning behind it and say, hey, we see this happening. If you don't want to see this happen, you might want to change how we're operating here. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like, because the, the, if you want to break it into sides, which is one of our problems, that we, that we have this side and that side, but the other side, quote-unquote, they use group mentality to their advantage. I mean, that, that's a huge advantage. That's one reason why it's so powerful how they're working together in this narrative, and we don't use that, and I don't really... I don't think we should at all because we try to think and think for ourselves and promote thinking for yourself and not just have that herd mentality. But that is what, if you want to say the other side uses, they use it well and it's used to their advantage. But I think the counter to that is not for us to have group mentality. It's, it's to promote thinking for yourself. That's what I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the kind of conversations that get me fired up and that we need to have more of. I'm not scared at all of having those conversations. That's what's going to make a difference. To me, this conversation really boiled it down to what the problem is. Like We want to think logically, what can we do to change this? And it, everything that's going on that is being pushed on us, it, it's evil versus good. And that's all it is. Yep. All, if you want to know what you can do, then think, how can I change that person's heart? Not how can I change their opinion on the vaccine or how can I change their opinion on the coronavirus or what can be done? You, you need to say, how can I turn their, how, how can the Lord use me to change their heart of stone to a heart of flesh so that they can see the issues now through the lens of Jesus as best as we could see something like that. That's it. That you're not going to change people's mind. It's not this tactic of how we can do this better, and then then we can manipulate them so that it's better. This because that's all that's all you're talking about is they're man manipulating us. How can we manipulate them in order to achieve this result? You just got because then you're doing the same thing as that they're doing, just from your perspective of what you think's better. They got this idea or agenda, and you've got this idea or agenda. And I read in Mere Christianity the other day that. He was saying that evil is always presented in two options. And and it's like a trick of the devil and how you will pick the one you like and feel like it's good, mm. but usually the answer lies somewhere in the middle. Mm. So they think theirs is real good and we think ours is real good and he's got us pitted against each other and really the answer lies in the middle of just changing their heart. And to me, this is a perfect mm. example of how that is playing out right now. There are two sides. There are two different thoughts or whatever you want to say and they're both wrong both of them but one of them you're going to identify with a little bit more than the other or maybe a lot more than the other but you're just as wrong as the next person the only issue here it's good versus evil like it's been the entire history of humanity all history that's all it is it's just a different issue and we're trying to fight it with different ways to manipulate to get our point across and that's not it. So to me, that was the biggest eye opener that she, just some of the things she said and brought that to mind. That's why I've always said, man, like the, the politicians or, or, and, and all these figures that you want to talk about, man, they're not stupid. 
and it's evil. It's an evil agenda. So if you try to convince them the other way, well, they already know that they're <laughs> wrong about certain things, but they don't. Ca- it's about what they can get out of it. I, I mean, so you're not going to convince them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, you have to. Uh, how you? You don't. That's the way to put it. You don't beat an evil agenda with logic. You can beat an evil agenda. Well, we can't do it, but you can beat an evil agenda with the righteousness of Jesus. Yeah. That's how you can beat an evil agenda. Logic won't do nothing to just evil. Logic can beat an illogical agenda, but it can't beat an evil one. But, you know, living righteous and good can overcome it. Um, so that's what our job is. Well, th- this in my heart, I think, is getting at the root of the, the issue that I have again with the video I just made on Instagram, commenting on worldly issues and presenting solutions, right? Just like Blake said, um, even the solutions that I presented are a would be a form of manipulating the other side, although it would be my objective to promote what I feel is the good mm-hmm. in the world. Um, and that, that's why it's so, that's why it's so dang hard for me to make those, to, to come out and, and make those videos like that. It's, I don't want to do them. I just feel like, well, were you trying to manipulate the other side? No, but exactly. I'm trying to present something, you know, it's like, what is, what is my, what is, I, I hate just giving my response to what is happening without per, per like without putting out some type of solution so like yesterday in the video my response to the threats that are being made on us as americans by the federal government legitimate threats in my i mean in my opinion they are threats my res, my response is I don't like to be threatened, and my solution is we should all be ready to bring the full spectrum of our knowledge, skills, and ability to bear in order to defend the Constitution of the United States by enemies both foreign and domestic. That's the solution. Yeah. If every single fighting-age male in America was trained, equipped, um, knowledgeable, and believed and knew the Constitution and was willing to stand for that, that would be the solution to the threats and and these forms of evil. So that was the solution I offered to that. The, you know, the other solution to... Yeah, and us becoming more self-sufficient. And, yeah. Yeah, all and, that. You know, the, the, and then the other issue I talked about on that video was uh, the POTUS saying, if you want to do business with us, do what we tell you to do. And my solution was, well, or my response was, well, I don't want to do business with you. And here's my solution. How about I stop funding you? Mm -hmm. How about, how about I start paying? I, if I pay, if I paid 40% of my income into my local, um, government, uh, facility facilities and infrastructure. And I saw the change that it was making in my day to day life. I would be thrilled. So, like, my, my solution is, how about I stop funding you? 
You do nothing for me. You do nothing but detract from my life and literally promote an unrighteous agenda at every turn. You don't do anything right. You don't even defend our nation properly. So I I, I try to give a response and then a solution. But the ultimate solution is is simply, uh, if you want to use a a church term, revival of our nation. Yeah, Re- resurrecting the body of Christ. Uh, that's the only ultimate solution. Yeah, and that's not a that's not a lackadaisical or lazy action. I mean, that's no. a, that's a lot of work. People think, well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's in God's hands. I'm going to pray about it. And no. and they stop there, but that yeah, you should pray about it. But then the answers you get if you're if you're diligently praying and seeking and reading, the answers you should get, you have to act on. Because then it's disobedience when when you don't. And nothing's going to change. So Yeah, I mean, it may be time to just make that speaking tour happen. I th- dude this is what is literally filling my mind talking to Amy here is I'm like we've got this uh arena down here it holds 5,000 people people like her is the people that we need to turn out to share their testimony yeah it don't just you know, need to be us talking no I mean we 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 bring people like this together to share their testimony to change the hearts of the people that show up to to uh, be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, and Blake's saying, you can't be lazy in the process of desiring to change people's heart. That's what he's talking about. It takes a lot of freaking work, man. And it's on us to do it. No, it's time, man. I mean, somehow it's got to be funded. Like, I don't want to even charge anybody. But somehow it's got to be funded to go on this big tour, and we need to do live podcasts, get people up to speak. And, and I'm sick of waiting on other people to do it. Other people that can fund it, that have the that, that have that have the financial means to make it happen. I'm sick of waiting on them. And it's like it's time to figure it out. It's time to freaking figure it out, man. Past um, time, probably. No, yeah, it is. I, I, I mean, <laughs> and, and, is. and here's here's the 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 crazy thing about this scenario is is we feel called. I literally feel called to do this. That we're what we're talking about doing right now, but I have no logical means of making it happen. Like I I I I do not have the material. Um, we don't need it. Well, that, that's, what, that's what I'm getting at. It's so, because when it happens, it will undoubtedly be a divine intervention. Let's go ahead and make the declaration now. I can't make it happen. Well, that's, I mean, you look back, what we were just talking about on the run this morning. How many other times have we felt called to do something and thought, we don't have enough stuff to make this happen? And it, and it always happens. So... Just stand by. It'll happen. Yeah, I'm, yeah no. I'm trying to be patient. No, here's the way to say it. Can we currently go on that speaking tour we were just describing? No. <laughs> Blake won't buy us a ring. No, no, we no, can't let, even let, get no, around. <laughs> could we even really, like, just... Could we really do it right now? The answer is no. 
So when we do it, it's going to be pretty freaking awesome. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> man. That's what I'm saying. And, and I know that God knows when the timing will be right. We think the timing is like tomorrow. We should be doing this tomorrow. We should have did it yesterday. Probably a couple months from now. Like Stand by. I, I think God is going to, to make a way when his timing is right to see literally a mass, massive resurrection of the body of Christ in the United States of America. And whether it changes the political environment or not, as long as it changes hearts. As long as it changes the people's hearts. And uh, who gives yeah. a crap about the political <laughs> yeah, bull crap? I agree. I don't care if it changes or not. So, well, that was a great podcast, gentlemen. Yeah, it Heck was. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for tuning in. Go follow Amy. Support her. She's an awesome lady. Love you guys. Enough said.